Welcome back to Three Shots of Espresso. Uh, I'm Soyan. I'm Thomas. And I'm Alicia. And today oh. we're going <laughs> to be talking about kind of like our creative sides, creative endeavors, you could say, mm -hmm. um, stuff that we've worked on maybe like in the past, stuff we're working on now, and um, maybe stuff that we want to do in like the future as mm -hmm. well, if that comes mm -hmm. up, if we have time for it. But yeah, but we can start off with any artsy stuff that we've done, like in the past, if anyone wants to go. No, no one wants to go. Yeah, I can start. Um... This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know. When I was younger, like I liked to draw and stuff, but maybe because I had Asian parents, nothing really came of it, right? Like I wasn't in art classes or anything, like drawing wasn't really ever in my like vision DNA. Of any, yeah i don't know okay. it's, it was never really something that i was told oh my god keep going or like oh you like to draw yeah just like you know draw on your free time there was nothing kind of like that ever really and the only thing i think i did creatively when i was younger was in middle school we had a well, like a I guess you can call it a choir and I was a part of that okay and yeah and technically we did auditions for it but I'm pretty sure he let anyone in anyway because you're in middle school and I'm pretty sure they're not gonna say no to you True. so yeah we went on like singing as they should though get yeah, them rejected young exactly but yeah we went to like singing competitions and stuff like that so it was fun but I think that's the only real artistic thing I did, minus what we did in high school, which I won't mention yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I was the opposite. My parents actually, they were like type of parents where if I showed even the slightest bit of interest in something, they'd be like, take lessons. So I took lessons like swimming lessons, taekwondo lessons, like all those lessons. And one of those was art lessons. And I actually took them for a really long time. Um, I started somewhere in the middle of elementary school and then I kept going all the way to, I think my last year of high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. like on and off, but still I, I went to like private art lessons mm -hmm. and it was from this, um, family friend who graduated from art school. That's always the case, huh? Yeah. And she was, <laughs> she was really cool though. But the thing mm -hmm. was, in those art lessons, they always make you, like, uh, copy stuff. Oh. Like, for example, I copied the the Scream painting, the Edward Munch one. Okay. Um, so I got really good at copying, and, like, technically I was good. You love a know. plagiarizer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's... To develop your own artistic style or taste or skill. Exactly. It was a little tough. Um, I mean, I was, like, okay technically, but, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to draw except, like, anime. I mean, I was really into anime, so I drew a lot of anime. Really? You can tell mm -hmm. by episode two of our podcast. Um... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Great plug. Good I know, plug. I'm so good at this. Right. But, yeah. Um, other than that, though, drawing anime, I didn't really draw much else in the past. Can we talk about your flute lessons too? Or is that in high school more? 
um, it's part of creative. It's like something creative you did. I don't know. Like yeah. You did it outside of just high school, right? Yeah, I took private lessons for those too because my parents were like, "If you're gonna learn something, you better be the best." And then I was the best. Yeah, but anyway, fuck up. Let's line it up with. Wait, <laughs> you see me not like thinking before I speak. Ooh. I was about to say the full names. The other flutist. Just say their first names. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. let's just say, um, she, even there I wasn't much competition. No, like I, even I couldn't carry them. So whenever we had to do tests related to like giving, like when you got group marks versus individual, I really hated it because mm. no matter how hard I tried, you get you can't teach someone who just doesn't want to learn. Yeah, you know? mm. so that's the best way to put it because I feel like they could. But I don't think they cared. They were there for the experience the of teacher. the teacher. Yeah. That sounds wrong. Uh, <laughs> no. Like, the whole environment. <laughs> like, it was chill. It wasn't like any other class. Yeah. Like, you just, I felt like you were there for a recess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really chill. Yeah. But I think people took advantage of that. But anyway, like, I digress. I think like when I was younger, I was the most creative ever. No, uh, I think my pa- my dad loves creativity. Maybe he didn't want me to go pursue it because he ended up being like, Alicia, apply to Sheridan for accounting because you can add. And I was like, dad, that's literally all I can do. You can add. I, can, I can add up to like five plus five. You know what I mean? Amazing. <laughs> 10, by the way, in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> Um, but like, I also did what So Young did, which is but like religious, if that makes sense. Like So Young probably did the arts class, but I did a painting mm-hmm. class, but at my temple. It still counts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously plagiarism at its finest. Of and course. I think we a lot of like kid stuff. You don't. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm, I'm gonna just say it. Yours was Asian, right? So young, like your art class was like fully Asian kids. It was just me. I told you they were private. Oh, private. Okay. Was your teacher Asian? Yeah, she's a she was a family friend. Okay. So my class at the Buddhist temple, at the Vietnamese Buddhist temple, we were all like Vietnamese. I feel like it was kind of to perfect your technique instead of instead of like learning to be creative, it was more like follow <laughs> follow what everyone else is doing because right creativity doesn't count here but I did enjoy coloring things in with the paintbrush and stuff like that um I did have like an obsession as a child with journaling and I have Mm. I have journals up like starting from grade one all the way up to now um wow that's impressive Yeah. yeah So sure. I <laughs> Thomas inserts like meme clips, but he just titles the thing Shock Pikachu. Like <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, um yeah, because I the thing with journaling is that like I really did enjoy writing about my day, but even if I didn't write about my day, I also like oh my god, I'm sounding like such a loser. If my friends couldn't hang out with me as an extrovert, I would make up imaginary friends and then I would have those imaginary stories and write about them in my day as if 
it actually happened. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I, me and my boyfriend, Ben, the, Ben is from Crossroads. Shout out to Britney Spears. That was a really old movie I had on VHS. And I was like, Ben is my boyfriend. Um, we went out and we ate, you know, spaghetti and uh, mm-hmm. he sang to me and whatever. But he didn't, obviously, because I was also like in grade two, like mm-hmm. <laughs> problematic. But I was always living in the state of a dream world until grade seven. That sounds really depressing. Hold on. <laughs> in, a non, really? in, a, in a non-depressing way. Oh, okay. Totally. We, we I, don't totally know. I don't know how to make it not depressive, but like I was very like, if my sister listens to this, she'll know. Like I had Brad's dolls underneath my bed and I would pretend they were my friends. And then I would write stories based off of what I did that day with them as real human beings, even though Brad's dolls look <laughs> like... Oh literal oh. girls that okay yeah playing with but hmm. you know what I mean like I would just pretend that they were my friends so I would write a lot like a lot of my journals was like things I actually did at school but if it was mm-hmm. like a weekend when I'm not doing other things it was like I, I'm like I don't know who these girls are and then I would write the star at the bottom to to notify that it wasn't real <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> that's that's but, hilarious. Yeah, but I think it's also because, like, I do also have vivid dreams at night, so I feel like I don't know why that translates to like real life stuff. But you know, mm-hmm. when when you're a kid, you're not a well with Asian people. Like, I wasn't allowed any games. I wasn't allowed sleepovers. I wasn't allowed like consoles. Check out our gaming podcast. Um <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like I was exposed to gaming when I met So Young and Thomas essentially. We're not talking about Neopets shit. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like you just had to be creative. I was forced into creativity as a child because, you know, my dad was like, let's do painting lessons, let's do singing lessons. Let's do piano lessons, even though he he had the right idea, but it was more tactical rather than creativity, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that like makes pe- sense. Like Asian people are like, do piano, because it is the most like theoretical. It's like a skill and, to have. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like make your own like music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was my journey to journalism not really but kind of as a kid mm-hmm. but that makes sense I don't know. yeah like i just really enjoyed writing but i feel like did you guys have any skills that could translate into what you do now like or what you crave now like something you did maybe in high school that you're like obsessed with um not anything specific like on top of my head no I don't know if you guys had anything. Uh, I don't know. Uh, not as a kid, but in high school, I used to make cards. I still make cards now, like handmade cards. Mm. And I also make digital cards when I'm too lazy to send it out to someone. I'll just send mm-hmm. them a digital card. And I was thinking about selling them, maybe, in the future. Mm-hmm. But right now... I'm lazy, so 
And also, I don't have enough like time too. I don't think. Yeah, the only thing I was gonna mention, kind of, sort of, was back in high school when we did replay. Oh my god, it's just so. <laughs> I feel it's so embarrassing talking about it. Like, I don't think we've talked about this in our. Did we talk about this in our high school podcast? I don't remember, but anyway, we did. That's exactly why Tim messaged, oh, not messaged, commented below. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but okay. we did. We did replay, so we did a choreograph, a choreographed dance for a high school talent show, and that was that was kind of my first taste of dancing. I guess I don't really know how to say it. Oh yeah, I get that. But then after, like, I I did a little bit of hip hop in university, and then. Now I just find it I find it fun learning dances, and I I don't know if you can call this creative, but I think it's creative. Like, it is creative. I I'm trying to learn the Blackpink dances. I love Blackpink, and I'm learning their dances now. You also said that in the past podcast. Right? Did yeah. So <laughs> so like I okay. learned how you like that. Kill this love. Don't know what to do, and now I'm learning ice cream. And I feel like in that exact same order. That's how difficult they are. Ice cream is so difficult. Like, it's just so fast. Interesting. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. It's just something that's kind like of creative, I guess. Yeah, yeah something that like... led from, like, you were younger. But also, Thomas, mm-hmm. like, don't... Didn't you say you drew as a kid? No, not really. I didn't really draw when I was young. I didn't do much. I know... I, I you just do... said you doodled a little. Yeah, I doodled a little, like... I remember back in like elementary school, middle school, every time we had a art project, I would have creative ideas. And it was like so good that some guy would copy all my art projects for some reason. Oh my God. Not good. Uh-uh. Yeah, he would he would copy it, but he would do like like if I drew a supermarket, he would be like, Oh, I drew a cafe, but literally it had the exact same layout as mine. Like if it was a person on the left side, there would be a person on the left side for his drawing as well so it was kind of annoying but yeah i doodled and i i took one art class in grade 10 <laughs> and that was about hey. it and i were in the same i did constantly doodle a little bit like throughout the years but i never did anything too serious no mm. yeah so it wasn't really anything big oh what I'm like really annoyed by is the fact that you don't want to do TikTok dances with me, but you want to do Blackpink dances in your room by yourself. No, so. I'll do TikTok <laughs> dances with you if I know them. <laughs> like if, you do, <laughs> if we're doing any Blackpink TikTok dances, how yes, I know well, them Well, then you all. would have to teach me because I have no idea. Trust me, like when I first learned how you like that, like that was the first song I learned, it was so hard. It took me forever. But now that wow. I'm on like my fourth song, it's so I pick up like the dance steps pretty easily. So I can definitely teach you. <laughs> i'm terrified yeah it's not that hard well speaking of what thomas just mentioned um i didn't take i'm not gonna say i didn't take any physical fine arts class in high school but so young and thomas did so like you guys both took tolton mm, can i say that yep i used mm-hmm. tolton's class yep yeah we took her class how was that i only took her for one year and she was she was okay i don't really her, but like your actual person. art projects like are you proud of them still no not in grade no. 10 i feel like in grade 10 i had a really closed view of what art is i felt like 
if I wanted to draw something, I just drew it for my art project. I didn't really think like conceptually or creatively about what internally I, kind of thing. Yeah, like something that like, meant like meant something to you. It was kind right. of like this is for a project. Right. Not, like this is for me. Exactly. Like I think similar to Soyan, like I liked an I really liked anime at the time. And I kind of based my art projects off anime things and I was like like you or I based it off things I liked watching at the time or anything like that and looking back like sure it was something I was interested in but I don't think it should have ended up being like my art projects at the time because there's no connection I just wanted to draw something so I forced a connection if that kind of made sense so no it I'm not proud of them so yeah for me um, I didn't like our teacher because she was one of the teachers that didn't like want us to draw anime, which I understand to a point. A degree, yeah. But I also like I didn't like art classes, to be honest, in high school because they're always looking for like a deep meaning or whatever. And I don't mm -hmm. care about deep meaning. Like I, I really don't. Like I'm not gonna draw because oh, it has like a huge meaning to me or anything like that i draw because i want to like mm -hmm. hey i want to draw this cute animal crossing character i'm gonna do it does it have any sort of deep meaning behind it no i just like that character you know what i mean mm -hmm. and in our class they really pushed like you need to have like a narrative behind your pieces and i was like i don't understand i think everyone's being really fake like i don't see what's up so but, but now looking back at it do you see can you see why they asked for that? Or do you still think, oh, I just want to draw because I want to draw? I still think the same way. Okay. I just, I didn't see really any point. I put like, I, I made random things and I like put fake meaning behind them and I got good mm -hmm. marks. But it's just like, if I got good marks because of that, it just, it's kind of weird. It doesn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't end up going to art school in the end. Like I, I basically went to like a general school and then chose kind of like an arts path, but not really. Like I didn't, I didn't right. pick like drawing as my, uh, like fine arts. Yeah. I didn't pick like fine arts or anything like that. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, this isn't really for me. I don't really want right. to do that for a living. I'd rather mm -hmm. just do it like on the side maybe. So yeah. I get it. yeah. It's as a career yeah like maybe maybe if i get like really famous you know after sure. if it's like a side project and it gets really big because like someone famous buys it then sure i'll i'll pick it up as full time but until then yeah. you know in my perspective not that i've ever you know t taken tolton's class i think they were trying to get you to self ex express uh, express yourself try to express yourself um in a way where it's like a safer environment and they wanted you to look deep within yourself because of like self-reflective things and I feel like especially at that age you're being very like you you're very unknown of yourself and you're very yeah, like totally you, you know what I mean like you mm -hmm. don't really understand but I also understand the other side where it's like okay, well, I don't really care right now. Like, I'm just 
here to have fun. This is my way of expressing myself, which is, yeah, I just want to draw this. Like, I don't right. think I need a, like, a deep meaning. Mm-hmm. I think they should have respected both sides. Like, I feel like they've been like, you know, if you really want to make this a you thing and make this something that's super close to your heart, like, do that. And that's really great. It's a great way for you to express yourself in a safe way and judgment-free zone. But I also mm-hmm. think some some people aren't there yet or some people just that's not their reasoning as to why they do art it's to it's a self-relaxation over a self-reflective yeah exactly i think that's kind of why i asked so yeah like oh did did she change her view on drawing or anything because like for me back in um high school i just drew because i I guess I liked drawing. I didn't have mm-hmm. meanings behind anything, really. <laughs> I just drew it if I liked it, right? But then, I guess, going more into university to now, like, I kind of see or I kind of am inspired by my own experiences, kind of. Like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I, I get inspired by... Once you, I think you were growing up and growing into what, how you want to express yourself. Right. And so that's for me, I guess, personally, I, I do find that things I draw have a meaning behind them now because things you create. Yeah. Because some sort of meaning to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm inspired to draw because of those things. Right. But that's just for me. Like, yeah, in the past, in high school, like, I, I didn't really think or know to think like that. But now, mm-hmm. but now I'm, like, all about that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, know if it's... Sorry, continue. Oh, you can go, you can go. No, I was just going to go back to high school for me. Because you guys went to the fine arts, and then oh, I went I to was a different... Just, yeah, I mean, I was just going to continue. I was going to move even further. But if yeah, you go, want to go further, high school... go further, go further. Do you want me to go further? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was just, do it. I was just going to say like like starting kind of end of university where like I really struggled with myself, I guess I could say. I didn't really know how to express things and there You're was feeling and right. how lost you were feeling as exactly. like an adolescence, yeah. Right, and it was there and I guess some people found ways to deal with that, whether it was talking with people or if it was maybe working out, exercising, that kind of thing. But for me, I don't even know how I started this, but I started writing things like in a note, in a notes, in like Samsung notes. Like I had a Samsung, so I just wrote, I wrote things in my notes file and I just kept writing. Like every time I kept feeling something, I would write something. And I kept writing and writing and writing. And I was just like, you know what? Like, the, I guess this is where I'm getting as like where I started my own first project, which was <laughs> my own book. Like, I never thought that I would be writing a book. Honestly, I just had a bunch of things in my notebook that I was like, oh. I kind of felt so strange that I had to write these feelings and I had to keep them away kind of thing. Like I couldn't tell anyone, I couldn't say anything. And it was it was hard at the time, especially. And I 
and there's it is this feeling that you always feel like you're alone but you know that you can't be but i mean at the time you you can't see anything else and i guess that's kind of why i decided to write a book it's kind of like a collection probably three to four years in the making now that i that's just full of random notes or feelings memories experiences that i've compiled and i thought the only re like in the beginning i just thought i was just gonna write this book and publish it myself just for me i was just like okay well i'm just gonna do it so people stop asking me or people stop wondering or that kind of thing but and then i kind of found a meaning behind releasing it i guess this is what relates to what we were talking about before but it was kind of i wanted to it for to help other people to know that they weren't alone or that guess what like me a person that you don't even know had similar or the exact same feelings you had so guess what you you your feelings are valid because i felt them too and you're not alone like that's that's kind of what i wanted this book to be and i kind of dedicated my book to those people that are feeling that way and even back to drawing i i kind of had to really envision and really feel the the entries i was writing i guess and i only wrote something if i felt inclined to like if i was inspired to do so and that's the only reason why And then you I drew think... really nice drawings too. Yeah. Um I just feel this is so strange to talk about even like this is my first time like I guess physically speaking about it. So like I still kind of feel weird about it, but I don't know when this podcast is going to be released, but my book is going to be out on October 5th of 2020. Exciting. <laughs> like, hopefully this doesn't come out next year, but <laughs> no, um, it comes out after October 5th for sure. Okay. Yeah. But so yeah. we don't know how well it's doing right now, but just know that <laughs> it's out. It's but yeah. New York, go get it in the New York Times description best down below. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called this on YouTube. Yeah, it's called Just Thought You Should Know. And I just named it that because I just thought you should know. That's kind of what I went off with the title, you know. E. I do want to say I I don't know how much or to who yet, but I'm donating proceeds of the book to support, I guess, children and teens that are struggling with their mental health, because I thought that was a really important to what I was trying to get at or trying to do. So yeah, if you don't want to support me, which I'm, I'm hoping you do, but if you just want to support the cause, that would be great. <laughs> Jesus. Um... I think what people are probably very confused as to why you didn't talk to anyone that was around you, because you had more than just us. You also had friends in Waterloo. I think it's also just hard to talk to somebody without judgment, especially when you, you, I'm not going to say it. Should I say it? Mm. Grow up in like a, I was going to say toxic household, but I would say immig, like, not immigrant. Uh, strict Asian household yeah I would also say that like as a like I've read this a lot that a lot of Asian households it is to be shunned to show emotion and to show 
and to express yourself because you are shown weak if you are. Especially if you're um, male. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think that, that's the, that's outside of race too. The, mm-hmm. the, it's called I think it's like toxic masculinity. If men yeah. die, they're considered weak. When really, the more you hold in, the more you break down, the more you bottle up, the more crazy you go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I that's, feel yeah, exactly. I just yeah. felt a lot happened during university, like knowing who to trust or who to not trust, or you know, like there's just so many things that happened that I just couldn't. There was no way for me to just express how I felt. So I just wrote to whoever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like that was like a release for me. That was your way of showing how you felt at the time, even though you did have people, but you could, you can always, I think what people don't understand is like, just because you have friends and you have people that are close to you, doesn't mean you're going to talk to them about anything. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? I'm not saying you talk to them, you choose your friends. You choose what you talk about to your friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't, you know, some of us are definitely more positive and we try to hide the negatives in our lives, just kind of like social media. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Or you just you just don't want to share some things because some of your quote-unquote friends, they'll just backstab you because backstabbers are backstabbers, <laughs> right? <out> there. <laughs> And that's for another podcast. Oh, of course. Comment yeah. down below. <laughs> no, we'll definitely talk about that. That's that's going to be university part two. Juicy. Yeah. But I do want to add something before we move on that I do have two other books lined up, but I haven't, I'm not actively working on them, but they are in the back of my mind. And I have no release dates or anything like that. And it's not really a focus for me at the moment, but... I do have two more, like, possibly in the works. And I think after those two, it might be the end of my writing journey, I think. Oh. Yeah. My writing or publish. Like, I feel like I'll I'll continue writing, possibly, but I don't think after... It'll be in book form. Yeah. I think I'll finish with a trilogy. Not really a trilogy. They're not connected in any way, so I don't think I can call it that. But three books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And if you're wondering, you can look at his writings at Story of T. Oh yeah, Story of Thomas T. That's my Instagram. You can find my writing there. Snippets there. And then you can also, I'm assuming you're going to put the link there. Yeah. (laughs) So you can purchase it there. Anyway, sorry, go back so young. My bad. Oh, I was just going to say... Um, I also, I didn't publish a book. I made a book for Nick's birthday. It was like a short comic book that I made for his birthday. Um, and I had a lot of fun making it. So I was thinking I I would actually like make like a not Nick related, just about me comic book. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. It was it was fun. Cool. Um, what was the book about? Love. Um, <laughs> well, it was about Nick. Love and so he was the main character, and it was just our. Oh, you wrote a story. Life. It wasn't like a card. It's no, a it's, it's a comic book. <laughs> oh shit! I literally I suck. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> but it was really fun. It was like in the style of like, there's like four squares on a page, and the book is square. 
So it's like two, two. You take those bookbinding skills? No, I used a service. I couldn't get it. Um, right. It was not even that expensive. And also, it came out really nice. And I was like, damn, this is what mm -hmm. I can do, huh? So yeah, that might be coming. Um, need to start it, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not to like completely backtrack, but like, they're... I'm gonna just say like they were they both started off more fine artsy than me because I feel like Tom definitely draws more than me for sure and So Young, as you can see So Young's Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. I don't draw at all. Like, you know, like somebody insert the Mona Lisa photo right now. <laughs> you draw oh, like God. um, like doodles though in your journals, and I really like them. Thank you. I just don't draw like that like so young can draw like features of people and thomas goes into details can i say organs sure i got it <laughs> um, and hands and i just thought yeah. organ is it not no body parts skin like. is an organ but sure uh <laughs> so he he's really good with those details and then she does like features and stuff and me i'm very like generic like tell me to draw a tree bitch like it's i will draw that tree animal crossing. yeah crossing. <laughs> you know what i mean like give me give me something like that right but, um i went into communications technology and um why did i go into that honestly why did i go into that i That's think how i feel like, about me no, not you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no no no. like did you know why you went into architecture like i felt what no i think you who went into that uh she went she went into a class like that oh oh okay i thought you i thought you for... were under the assumption that i t went into four years of architecture no, no 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 i'm talking about like high school that when i said like backtrack oh. i meant like we're back in high school yes were i you... took architecture for is it because like you years. you like the idea of it or like yes oh, okay uh, i have no idea who told me to go into communications technology like i literally don't oh. know why i went into it and then um i can say their names um i took it with tn and hilton mm -hmm. and we were in class and it's weird because oh, like i was so bad at it i only took one one year of it so grade 10 and then i ended up that was my field. I took four years of communications and I loved it, but I hated it in grade 10 because I was just like, first of all, my only knowledge of a laptop was my dad's. Do you guys remember the Panasonic? Oh my yes. God. It the was birth. gigantic. Yeah. So, like, really old industrial laptops that were like two windows behind, like <laughs> Panasonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, no, they were working fine it's just cheaper to get it for my dad because he works there it's just like i was bad at it because i was communications technology we had to use the apple products and i'm like apple who like true com command instead of control i'm confused right but um hilton i they would take back my diploma it's too late hilton did all the work for me <laughs> oh dead ass that oh like, we had a year, I mean, a yearbook contest, and whoever did the best yearbook won. And I was like, 
uh, but I, but you still have to get graded for it. So I still wanted it to be good, but I don't care if it was going to be in the yearbook. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And Hilton was like, do Scrabble art pieces or whatever and like make it into like a thing. I was like, okay, I'll do it. How do you do it? And she's like, here, let me show you. She ended up doing the entire oh, thing. So God. shout out to Hilton. <laughs> oh, God. So shout out to Hilton for that. And then TN and Hilton helped me with my YouTube channel back in the day. If you want to search it up, it's ATM paper stars they're gonna kill me oh if they there it was supposed to be like a ripoff of long food production but we had to like do certain projects that's why some of them are like long pan short pan like you'll see weird things but that's because it was part of our assignment to add those things in mm-hmm. but um that was my introduction to that and like designing websites radio all of that stuff was in communications technology and both of them helped me out so much. Bless Tien for sitting me for one lunch for being a radio television host. Because she was like, Alicia, like this is an hour and you can't even get one proper cut right. It was <laughs> oh no. It was bad. It was awful. I mean, look at you now. Yeah, thriving. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was so bad. I think I just hated... I loved high school because of the friendships. I hated the schooling part of it, like the learning part, because I just felt forced into everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I wanted to do journalism because of like journaling. And I was getting, I was getting those marks in English. And I was like, you know, my grammar can't be that bad. My spelling is, but my grammar isn't that bad. Uh, according to teachers, they like my content. I'm thriving in fanfic. <laughs> Wattpad, don't look it up because I made fan fiction of Jacob and Edward. Oh, God. That's embarrassing. Um, So I was like, I can write stories. I don't want to be an English teacher. Let's go into journalism. I look up journalism schools, Ryerson being one of them. And the thing with Ryerson, it was weird because So Young went into like creative industries, which I didn't hear about until after she applies. After the, you know what I mean? Like, I would have, apparently people in my program were applying to creative industries. Like, I should have known what that was, but I guess I didn't. And mm-hmm. everyone, with Ryerson, it's just journalism. It's just, like, journalism as in, like, writing, broadcast, or radio, any of those. But I decided mm-hmm. to choose a more a broad enough, but also vague, and, like, broad, but also closed in of media. Because I also... I didn't know what I wanted. I'm like, I want to write, but is anyone reading the newspaper? <laughs> right. Is anyone even watching the news? Like, people are using Twitter as their main source of news. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't... But people are like, how is this creative? In journalism, you do have to write the news in a creative way so that people are more enticed, even though you are reporting on factual evidence. Right, of course. <laughs> just for those who's like, what you're just reporting numbers and stuff, or reporting what happened. Um, and after I specialized in third grade, third grade, oh my god, third year, third year. After I specialized <laughs> in third year, yeah, in journalism, um, I took another elective called digital design two as a course, and my teacher, prof, my god, what am I five? <laughs> my prof was like dude like 
you should go into this and like I'm really shocked that you're because she was she was one of my favorite I also keep in contact with Nicole Dimson what's up we went to Oshaga together um (laughs) okay and she was like I'm really shocked that you didn't go into it and like she even recommended that I go to what's the college is it called St. George or George College it's the one in downtown it's a college it has the word George in it if you guys know you know U of T St. George no not that it's um I think oh George Brown thank you uh, okay yes as she quickly googles it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah George Brown College because she actually has she teaches a course there strictly on um typography and like really dimming down in graphic design but Mm. then I also had so much fun designing websites and that is what I'm in right now in terms of like my field I help design websites and update that so I have fun with that and then you know and I feel like now I'm just having fun mm-hmm. with with all the tools that I have like people just give it to me and I feel like I'm like I can do whatever like I have a YouTube channel where I vlogged our 2019 Europe trip don't get it twisted I'm not traveling in 2020 okay mm-hmm. <laughs> of course so I'm having fun with the video editing aspect so that's part of like journalism because you have to edit your own um, news broadcast and then um, I'm writing on my blog so that's kind of again you are designing your blog but you're also like writing writing and yeah. in terms of like graphic designing like I have little tiny bullet journal stickers but they're just like for myself because I don't want anyone using them because it's my bullet journal and I feel like it is actually personal like I don't want anyone to steal them so Mm -hmm. it's strictly for my bullet journal uses like I I love bullet journaling it's part of another form of journaling so yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like I went on a fucking long ass tangent I'm so sorry (laughs) no I think it was good are you yeah so you started I guess you could call it vlogging (laughs) For your YouTube channel of your Europe trip. I thought those were really great. They're very like, well edited. I know. That's what I was surprised too. You have like a very distinct editing mm-hmm. style, yeah. which not a lot of people start off with. Like they usually just cut, right. you know, like they cut, 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 like a bunch of cuts. Yeah. Guys, don't stroke my ego. This is we're weird. just gassing you out right now, you know. I, I, I know, right? I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh? Right. <laughs> yeah, they, and going off your blog thing, like, that's kind of another creative thing for me too. I just found that maybe I don't know how you do it. Maybe if, if it's just for yourself or, you know, it's for other people too, but mainly for yourself. But I just kind of, for me, my blog is kind of, it's kind of like my digital journal or my digital diary, I guess you could say. Kind of showcasing mainly Japan because that's where I visited two years in a row. <laughs> kind of my travels there. I also do kind of food. And then I kind of thought of like starting to write entries, like help more helpful ones in case people wanted to travel to Japan, kind of things like, oh, what you should do at the airport before you leave or what you should pack or what you should think about before you go to Japan and that kind of stuff. I kind of found that that's kind of another creative thing or creative endeavor that I kind of liked doing that I still do. I just found that fun. Yeah, so I like, it also has yeah. a blog too. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get into that, I just want to say that I, I like your Japan, like, blogs. Any Japan-related blog, 
Oh my god, you read them? Thank you so much. I I do. That's great. Of course I do. Um, We're disgusting. Stop. Ew. Ew. No, because you show me the pictures, right? But mm-hmm. and you tell me about them, but you only tell me like snippets about them, right? But right. to actually read them is like a completely different experience. Yeah. Kind so, of, like my blog posts aren't really—I don't want to say like I write them for. I kind of write them as like I'm having a conversation with you, kind of way. Yeah, that's totally like fine. I, like I don't want them to be like I mean I'm not bashing or saying anything bad about like things that are you know like for you to get information from like i want you to get information from it but i'm more i'm not really much of a writer in that sense so i just like to keep it like conversational so that's uh, how that's how i like to do it my favorite one was when you your sister was like you should try the the crema place and you're like it's ice cream how good can it be <laughs> and then exactly you had it thought, though and it was like the oh best my god ever. it was amazing it was really funny reading that yeah yeah <laughs> Um, also have oh. YouTube videos on it. Yeah, um, Simon and Martina made a video mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, it's good when they make a video on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? I think talk about your blog. Oh, it's not really right. a blog. It's more like my portfolio. So it has like my art on it, and then I have like a blog on there as well, and I. I don't write on there often, but mm-hmm. when I uh, when I update it with new like pieces of art that I make, um, I update it then. Usually, I think my last one was about Mocha, how we got her, uh, yeah, her kind of experience. One. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I did. We, we both, of course, we both we had it. We're performing each other, right? No way. If you don't yeah, support your friends, are you real friends? No. Literally, though. But you still have to talk shit because then it gets weird. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I didn't know that people read it because I don't promote it like at all. Um. I think the link to my portfolio is on my Twitter, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you did promote it once. I, there's no way once. that I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, how else did I get there? It's basically, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. It's my first name, dot, last name. That's mine. Yeah, that's mine too. Like, I don't, I don't oh. actively tweet about it on, like, my other, like, if it's my per- main I tweet account. About it. Yeah, I tweet about it on my, like, main account or anything like that. Because my website is just firstnamelastname.com. Like, Yeah. And that's where I put a lot of my stuff. I put my projects there. I put my ph- photography there, which I don't really have much of, but I still do it anyway. Have my writing there, more like poetry, I guess. And yeah, blog, podcast, I put them all on my website. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I should update the podcast to be Spotify <laughs> instead of SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, wow. I, I did <laughs> that like, right away. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'll do well, it that's tonight. He- Thomas is the one, I'm the one editing this, and then he's the one that's uploading to Spotify, so that's probably why you got the upper hand. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I ma- I, I kind of actively manage my, my website, so that's kind of why I update stuff pretty often. But, yeah. I don't oh, know if yeah. anyone... Oh, I, I don't know if... Wait, were you going to say something? No. 
Oh. Uh, I was going to say I should edit mine more often like you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like just in case people go see it, they want the most up-to-date, you know? That is true. Anything? I don't know if anyone else has anything to touch, but I have one last thing, I guess, I can mention another project. Do okay. it because I talk too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be a long one for me, but... I don't know how I decided to start this or why I decided to, but I guess for me, I was, it was always inter interested in kind of like the fashion world. I don't want to really say fashion because I'm not like, oh my God, New York Fashion Week, Seoul Fashion Week. Like I'm not- Even though he that... mentioned it in the freaking group chat last oh, week. Stop. Yeah, I did. But I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not like that intense into it, but I, I like clothes right so you do, and then yeah. I, I just randomly thought like hey like i have time now and i kind of want to build my brand in some way or build myself in some way and i'm just like okay why don't i start an apparel line and that's what i'm gonna do i don't know when it's gonna be out but it's definitely gonna be out after my book release but i just i kind of decided to start one because I wanted to build off of my book. Like kinda I kinda wanted my designs or my brand to be something with meaning behind it. But I'm the type of person who likes like minimalism. So I wanted like just really simple, clean designs. Not nothing really too big or too intense. Like I don't really like Sweetie. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> I, yeah, I just wanted to design something minimal, kind of simple. I don't want to say simple. I don't want to undermine my work, you know, but something easy to like wear. It. And that's, um, that had a lot of meaning because I just wanted to build, again, I just wanted to build off my book. I just wanted it to all connect together. <clears throat> and I just wanted to say people, I think a lot of people, especially I think when I told my my family about it like I kind of talked to my mom and my sister about it but my mom more specifically thought like oh my god yeah go for it da, da, da. like like they, like it was great as an encouragement but I felt like she was just like oh just start like just start doing it like just just do it but I don't think she knows the costs and the time investments I had to make on the back end before I like before I even told anyone I was basically 80% already done like I had my designs ready i knew what i wanted to do i kind of had what does my sh what shirts i wanted to do kind of like i had all of it done but no one thinks about the back end of it like no one thinks about when you have to register your business when you get permits and license to be able to sell online like no one thinks about that no one thinks about the costs of having your website open no one knows the costs about holding stock no one knows about all the costs of trying things out. Like I bought 12 different brands of shirts and a multiple styles of those brands of shirts just to find the perfect one, the perfect one that I felt that was great. Like I could have easily bought a really simple, easy, cheap $2 Gildan t-shirt to design my stuff on and no shade on those people. Like that wasn't what I wanted to do. Like. So I felt like I had to do more research into what I, what shirts I wanted to print my designs on, right? And even f when I decided on a shirt, I had to 
figure out how my designs work on that shirt. So like that was extra costs. Like I, I just feel like there's so many things my mom didn't know had costs of them. And she was just like, yeah, just do it. Just go for it, which was great as an encouragement. But like, if you don't know the back end, it's kind of tedious. Yeah, I just I kind of I, I kind of want to say it as like, I don't want her to undermine the hard work I've already did starting and well, getting well. to this point. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's what happened. Like, no one knows, like, the machine to cut my designs cost me $400. No one knows that. Like, my mom didn't even know that was that, was that much, like, it was that much money, right? Like, I, I only use, like, I'm using heat transfer vinyl on my designs, like, how I print my designs on my t-shirts. And for me, I'm only using, like, a regular um, iron that I have, because I just, like, okay, I'm just going to start somewhere. But, like, if we're deciding to buy heat press, which is what a lot of people use, like, to do it more professionally, I guess, that costs $200. Like, there's so many things that has costs that no one knows about. Like, the the packing material, shipping costs are really big in Canada. Oh, yeah, shipping like, costs. There's so many things people don't think about. They're like, oh, my God, yeah, it's so easy. And I don't want to get to the point where people are going to look at my designs and be like, oh, my God, you're charging that much for just that? Because, like, I, I don't want to undermine my own work, and I don't, like, there was so much trial and error I had to do on my end. There's so much costs I had to consider. There's, like, I don't want the cheapest t-shirt. I wanted a, a, a great, a better quality t-shirt. Yeah, I just wanted more something more, not, I don't want to say sustainable, more something that was definitely ethical. Like, that 100% sure was, like, in my mind, I didn't want anything unethical in sweatshops or anything. So, like, there were so many things I had to consider that, I think my mom didn't think about but now getting up to that point I think I'm ready like I think this is the first time announcing it like I think I'm ready to say like hey I'm starting an apparel company that's actually going to just be my under my own name like my brand is my name and I've designed a logo and I I don't know if anyone knows what my logo was or if they've read <laughs> what my logo meant but it's it's kind of if you look at it, it's the the double T's obviously represent my initials, but they're kind of squiggly because they're supposed to be quotation marks. And I kind of yeah, and I kind of have quotation marks in this bubble because I wanted to to represent this kind of we shouldn't be in kind of like trapping ourselves in a way to represent us. Like, I don't know if I'm making sense. I didn't want people to feel like they had to, uh, they were afraid to say what they wanted to say, be who they are. I just didn't want people to like close themselves up. And I just kind of wanted that to be a reminder, but also being my initials. Like I try to, you know, be some like abstract creative thing, but I came up to that and I was like happy with my design. I kind of felt that was good. It was minimal. But it still had meaning to it. Like it was just my whole brand that I wanted it's to. It's like you're, you're also style. Exactly, yeah. And I think now what I have, like I think I'm gonna do releases, but it's gonna be it's not gonna be like some failed releases like some other brands did. But I'm gonna have multiple releases. Jacqueline Hill, who? Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but I have right now. I've finalized six T-shirt designs. And I have three tote bag designs. 
So I don't, yeah, I don't know when that's going to be coming out, but um, yeah, look for it. You think he should come out with black t-shirts? No, I will. <laughs> just not, not in my first release because stock is so expensive. <laughs> and I don't have the money to hold stock That's that I don't know if it's going to sell. Like, I can't hold $600 of black t-shirts and not know what, if they're going to sell. <laughs> because I'm going to hold $600 worth of white t-shirts too. Ooh. So, and plus, like, I think what people also don't consider is that the sizes. I, I have to buy them in extra large, large, small, medium, extra small. Like You, you want to be inclusive, to, honey. Exactly. You have to have stock of everything, but you don't want to buy 50 extra large because you don't know if 50 extra large shirt wearers are going to buy it. So you have to consider like, oh, I think most people are medium, so I'm going to buy a higher stock of medium. Next is smaller, large, so I'm going to buy a little less of those and that kind of thing. So I thought a lot about it because I wanted to keep my costs low because I don't want to... I don't have that much money to spend because I think so far the whole journey for me, I've spent probably $3,000 now. And I I don't want to say I want to invest more at the moment because I don't know if it's going to go off anywhere or I don't, I'm not expecting to grow big to be the next fashion icon brand or anything, but I, you know, like I just wanted to make a name out there for myself and I wanted the brand to represent something and again with this apparel line I'm again donating proceeds to the cause similar to my book like they're all going to be streamlined like I wanted my apparel I wanted my book to have I wanted to give back in some way <clears throat> so that's kind of what I'm doing and one thing I wanted to add that I I, didn't, I don't think I really mentioned is that after the apparel line, I'm actually releasing stickers. Um, I, love I have stickers. I have a couple stickers already designed, and I already have stock of them. But I wanted My hydroflask. Right? Yeah, you buy them to support me, but um, I think I I definitely wanted my apparel line to be the star of like my whole. I guess, online selling journey. So I'm going to have that be the main portion of it before I release stickers. And I want to say, based on the costs and just looking at the financial sides of it, currently, I'm only probably going to decide to release the stickers for Canadians only. That's rude. What yeah. if I bought, like... Okay, secretly, secretly, and... secretly for you, I'm gonna do it. No, no, for these, if you're gonna buy the shirt and the stickers, I can definitely incorporate that together because oh, okay. I won't have, I won't have yeah. a separate cost to ship the stickers. But shipping That's just fair. stickers through the mail in Canada, like that, is not worth it for me, and I don't think I want to charge shipping for people. So, yeah, so I'm just gonna keep it Canadian to see how it does for now and then open it worldwide but yeah more on that later but yeah that's kind of my future project endeavors that i'm working on that i'm excited about and i hope people listening maybe that i don't know are excited about but please support me because i'm going to be so sad if you don't thomas honestly i worked so hard on like i i don't know like 
I don't want to say people don't work hard. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not shaming people that are buying dollar lip glosses and selling them online. But, like, I actually huh? started my brand from scratch. Like, what? throwing shade, but not being petty. But totally being petty. Like, I started my brand from scratch. Don't worry, Thomas. I will buy shirts and I will wear them every day. And if it you ever so release joggers or leggings, I will also <laughs> wear those every single day. I will not take them off. I will never wash them. They will just that's be gross. permanently <laughs> yeah, stuck gross. to my body. And I will rep you everywhere. Thank you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell your entire stock. I'm going to buy it and then sell it for a cheaper You're price. You're going to resell it? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you buy my entire stock and sell it for a cheaper price, perfect. Go ahead. Like, I'm still making money. money yeah, money. I'm losing money. By yeah, you're money. losing money. Are you money. kidding me? <laughs> but, yeah. To get your brand out there, obviously. Exactly. I just felt I did a lot of stuff to my t-shirt design that kind of added costs to it, but I really wanted it to be... I don't want it to be perfect, but I want it to be the best I can put out there. Like I, I have my own like woven tags on the back of the shirts, you know, like oh shit, like yeah, like really, yeah. I I, des I designed that tag and I I bought I had a manufacturer create them and I had and luckily thank God my mom was like okay I'm gonna help you because she helped me sew those tags onto the shirts. Otherwise, it would probably be like a butched <laughs> job done by myself honestly Dude, but that's sick yeah thank god my mom helped me on that because like honestly when <laughs> I look at that, i'm just like yes it looks the lines look clean perfect but yeah i i wanted my brand to be more i wanted to be personal. more legit yeah more personal and more legit so i had those woven tags created and there i had them sewed on again shout out to my mom thing it's had them sewed on to like hot to topic shirts where they have like press on shane dawson faces and the back still says gildan <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i i thought a lot about my brand because i didn't want it to be like every other like i have my like people say you have to have your niche and i do have my niche but i just hope yeah i guess you need the exposure but i'll get there when i get there i guess <laughs> you can do is hope yeah and wear your brand to the death of it exactly i mean i don't expect my brand to hit it off in like two months two weeks i mean i expect you it to be honestly two years before but you know trying to keep hopeful still yeah and on that note like i just i because i work in the creative field i do have a lot of friends um who are in the creative field and I was talking when I was up in the cottage two weeks ago with this guy um and he does photography shout out to you Eric <laughs> <laughs> uh we were talking about how we value our worth as a creative individual because you don't because what happens is he was wondering because he does photography and he was lucky enough to book a bunch of wedding photography but the thing is he, this is I think he he might have done it this week or coming up. He's doing a photo shoot for a couple by himself with no company. So usually he tags alongside and they kind of just share that commission. And he doesn't have to think about the price because the company that he was with all thought about it for him. So they hired like a company. But imagine doing it yourself. You have to value your own costs and you That's have to 
yeah think totally about understand. how much you're worth you know and right. i try to give him advice but i can't even look through that advice because i have sold writing pieces but that is also through a company and if i was to sell mm -hmm. anything it is very physical stuff how do you sell something that's like i'm taking this picture then i'm going to develop it make it look cute like you are spending your time doing that and then to come out being like why can't you just you all you did was sit there and take pictures and you're just giving it to us that should just be a hundred dollars like right no i totally get it because like even people like, are dumb yeah like even with my apparel like they don't i don't think anyone considers like the trial and error part no one understands like every single thing has a cost like shipping labels packaging like everything has a cost and like even even further than that even further than that like no one considers the t amount of time we've invested in it like whether right. it be photography like you do there's so much time invested in knowing and studying perfect angles knowing where to take it blah 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 for me like working on designs drawing designs or um tr like work like tr testing the the vinyl on shirts and everything like no one considers that kind of thing and like if i sell them at base cost then that means i'm not paying myself on the amount of like i'm not paying myself per hour in that case then like like i'm not making any money like i'm essentially wasting my time and i think the worst part is when people ask you why do you, why are you charging that much or like why do you think it's that much it should only be that so like I, I i totally get where you're coming from with that photography part yeah it's not just that i feel like there's also commissions and stuff like that and you know in the future when you i start doing freelance because you know corporations suck mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> um i think i would have to figure that out like luckily i have professors who are willing to talk to me <laughs> willing to spend their time with me as they're preparing zoom calls <laughs> with their students mm -hmm. um to teach me about their freelance journey and stuff like that like i think if anybody was to go into a creative endeavor whether you do it by yourself or not like i think what could help you a lot along the way is having a mentor or having somebody to help you like some people obviously start off by themselves 100 percent. but for me like to get any motivation i emailed my profs being like dude i'm so i'm so confused because <laughs> mm -hmm. i feel like my creativity has been given to a corporation that i'm currently working at all of yeah. my energy is drained there and they're like you're fucking lying right like she's like this isn't Nicole Dimson, sorry if she's probably like sitting if she's listening to this, she's like, no, it isn't. I didn't say that. This is my other prof. That I was like, um, no, you're not, because that is just work to you. Your creativity goes into what makes you feel better. So I have been taking like a kind of like a reflective moment you know, before all my breakdowns being like, yeah, like, I'm designing a website for this company because I have to, like, or I have to code and I have to design all these things because I have to. But what's different from me doing that for myself? You have to think of it as like, I'm bullet journaling online, like, doing YouTube, kind of like bullet journaling, because I, I 
definitely separate bullet journaling to like anything digital because it it is a huge like jump from digital mm-hmm. to um standard like physical creativity so i've been always wanting to as my friends tell me <laughs> it took me a year to figure out that oh i i should probably edit these damn videos that i've been holding oh, in my 100%. damn yeah, mm-hmm. I've been holding in my closet for like ever because I was like, you know, what's the point? Like I'm working and I'm tired and it mm-hmm. just doesn't, you know, but it's weird because after I edit a video, I just feel energetic afterwards. That's because it's different because it's what you want to do versus what you have mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's like work, like being creative at work is, is different because for that creativity, there's there's kind of like boundaries to it. Like you're working for someone, right? Whereas when you do stuff for yourself, you kind of feel energized in a different way. You kind of find a better meaning behind it. Yeah, you find, you feel more fulfilled. And like, that's kind of why when I I do feel drained and tired from working, because I mean, working nine to five, whatever, is tiring, especially if you had a lot that day. But I feel that working on my own projects after, like, I know that it might be hard, like, just thinking about it. But once you start working on it, you kind of feel energized because you're working on something for yourself. And that kind of what motivates me to continue. And yeah, that's, that's my view on it. Sorry, I'm just going to randomly put this in this. But when I, I think Thomas asked about my blogging, I do write as personal entries but that's different from my portfolio mm-hmm. like I feel like I just post it because I'm like if one person reads it that's fine and it makes me feel like I'm being heard I'm being listened to but I'm not exactly promoting it at the same time does that make sense no I right, get that totally get it. and that's like I feel. on another end it's kind of like you're doing it for yourself but if anyone else sees it and likes it and enjoys it they're like that that's great right that's like an extra bonus right exactly exactly yeah because like if you be just looking through my own blog right now <laughs> mine is just like fear of failure like shit that I'm just like going through in life and I just kind of feel very like I don't like to express all of these out at once like I feel like just writing that like essay is basically me venting to you guys anyways but like who's gonna mm-hmm. read all that I'm just gonna TLDR you just you know right <laughs> exactly I totally got it but yeah do you guys have anything else to add um nothing to add but i i don't know if we're doing closing statements <laughs> closing statements guys closing <laughs> statements <laughs> um okay you can go oh okay i want to make that comic book book yeah sometime tm i don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these days, I will start. I just need to rewatch Kiki's Delivery Service for the tenth time because that movie yes. always gets me motivated because mm-hmm. it's about motivation. Right. Um, that movie, honestly, it's so good. But anyway, it makes you feel so inspired. It, it does. does. That's it's why I have to watch it. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I was thinking I have streamed before in the past. But I streamed like during work hours, so no one would really watch me just because everyone's working, obviously. 
But I was thinking maybe now that I have a new computer, that's not bad. Then mm -hmm. I might start that up again. Yeah. Well, you were an affiliate, right? You're still no, an I was not. What? No, I was trying to be. Do you remember? But yeah, I don't but have you... enough followers. Don't worry, you'll get there. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> True. Like I guess once you start getting back to it. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been playing a lot more games recently, so I might be getting into that really soon. I'll I guess I'll say so. I just wanted to <laughs> plug myself. Oh no, I was just gonna oh I was gonna say oh. do you have anything to say? Oh no, just go, just go. Sorry. I'm like thinking about it. Okay, well, I was just gonna say I just wanna plug myself in one last time. My book. <laughs> just thought you... you should know. It's gonna be releasing October fifth. You can find it on Amazon, like that's where it's going to be. Like, I self-published it. It's on Amazon. So find it there. Support me. Support my work. That would be amazing. Um, If you want to, I guess, look more on my journey, my creative journeys, you can find me on Instagram, at Story of Thomas T. But I'm also hoping you'll look forward to my apparel line coming soon after my book release, maybe. So, yeah, I just wanted to plug that in. <laughs> I think I guess I can close it off but rereading my blog um I think I have a blog post it's called fear of failure why some of the most creative people stay silent um and I'm just saying like you know what like what's what's stopping you from posting or doing what you want to do that makes you happy you know and I think sharing your work is also beneficial in both ends like maybe somebody gets inspired by your work and feels motivated or you kind of get that lift off your shoulder like I finally showed who I am to maybe my two followers but mm -hmm. it feels good you know so right. I think if anyone is listening to even this because I know we have basically two followers on this podcast <laughs> yeah um well three because it's three of us listening to our own voices of course i think i think it's just important to know that like if you feel hesitant the worst that can happen is like you know what i mean like if you're not hurting anyone's feeling nothing I, exactly. nothing bad's gonna happen like if you're not no. hurting anybody if you're not putting anything harmful out into the universe and it's just your true artwork like it makes you feel good about 100%. yourself yeah, yeah and I, it's actually like really beneficial to your own mental health as well because you you feel like you just opened a bottle that you've been mm -hmm. bottling up inside so i feel like if that's anything i've learned with any of my creative ende endeavors like i just know that me just finally pressing the publish button for anything i was just like thank god like i just like yeah. feel like totally it's like, something for myself. And I feel mm -hmm. like if anyone is trying to do so, just do it. You know what? It will support you. Exactly. <laughs> if you leave a comment on the YouTube channel, because we love supporting other bitches. <laughs> I totally get it. Like my book, like if I've, you're not a bitch, I'm so sorry. I've other worked girls. on it for like so many years, but it's just like I but I totally get the other side. It's kind of like you like for me the book is really personal and it just talks about a lot of stuff so having that out there for other people to see kind of judge you it's kind of hard to think about it like that but you just have to again like 
emphasizing your point it's like you have to think about it like you're doing this for yourself and you're you're doing this because you're just you're just putting it out there and honestly you'll feel really good about it after and again that if you can help just one person or if you can encourage Influence. one other person through your work like guess what you're you were successful you succeeded right exactly mm -hmm. did, so we have to do our closing statement already <laughs> yep she did her sorry concluding statement this sounds like we're not being political here guys i don't know what's happening <laughs> no. yeah <laughs> this she is did. a casual conversation turned political but not political <laughs> at all turned formal that's a better word anyways um on that note do what you want don't let people judge you because they say whatever they want to say anyways so just mm -hmm. do it just do and it for yourself. just do it nike not sponsored <laughs> um <laughs> and like yeah i think i think we can end it there yes yep so until next until time y'all are hoes Hey, whoa okay that was my opinion. <laughs> i always say that <laughs> So I'm gonna try Stay it again. Stay bitch. <laughs> Until Get next time. Bread. Get that head and then leave. Peace out. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>